Welcome to a nonfiction story cast about people in Seattle who built churches and how they did it. I'm Cindy Safranoff. I'm the author, and this is Dedication, building the Seattle branches of Mary Baker Eddy's church, a centennial story. Episode 36, Walls and Roof. After laying the cornerstone for the new church edifice for Third Church of Christ Scientist, the building committee asked the membership how the financial obligations were to be taken care of. The contract for the walls and roof was signed and construction was beginning. Now they needed $18,000 to pay for it. The ideal church will be objectified in this edifice just to the degree that we, as Christian scientists, apprehend and live this ideal, wrote the chair of the building committee. Our present conception of this ideal will meet our present need. The members were expected to make their own individual demonstration of supply in order to increase their contributions to the building fund. In response, individual members voluntarily pledged amounts they would commit to paying. One building committee member later recounted that the women sold jewelry and did housework to earn money to contribute to the church. They raised $6,000 during July and August 1921, but they still needed significantly more. They needed more than was coming in through the first Sunday collection. Nothing more could come from the general fund because the church consistently spent every penny received for normal operating expenses. It was unclear when they would be able to begin the next phase of construction. The building was now just a shell, without doors or windows. It was not secure. Their general contractor, Neil MacDonald, recommended the church hire a night watchman to protect the building materials while construction was in progress. At Jean Cole's suggestion, they asked members to volunteer, and so it happened that, as Byron Haviland later explained, the women came each night and sat in the church to watch against vandalism. It was an ongoing duty that lasted for about a year, according to Mr. Haviland, as he told the story years later. Mrs. Cole, who lived only four blocks away, volunteered to regularly inspect the building site. In November 1921, the building committee and membership once again considered several options for moving church services into the unfinished building, as first and fourth churches had done. Their current meeting place at the University Bank building was unsatisfactory and too small. It was becoming inadequate to handle the steadily increasing membership. But ultimately, Third Church decided 
the savings in rent was not worth the extra effort and cost to finish the building while occupied, so they continued to hold services in the bank building. In the meantime, they were looking earnestly for principal, the guide of all right activity, to point the way. As the members looked for direction on how to move forward with the building project, it would have been natural for them to listen especially carefully on Wednesdays and Sundays to their first reader, Ralph Forbes, not for leadership on what actions to take, but for comfort, spiritual insight, and inspiration. In his role as first reader, Mr. Forbes chose scriptural selections to begin each Sunday service, the hymns, and on Wednesday evening he created a sermon of his own using passages from the Bible and Mary Baker Eddy's writings. He was digging deep in his own spiritual study, working to read understandingly as instructed by Rev. Mary Baker Eddy through the church manual. Forbes was familiar with building projects. His professional background was in the lumber industry. But since he began studying Christian science, he had begun thinking differently about building. As he explained, I soon came to the conclusion that whatever I had gained in the way of material success and position was founded on an unsubstantial base, that I had built my wall on a foundation of sand, and the desire to change to a more solid foundation at once was very strong. However, thanks to the advice of helpful friends, I did not throw down the entire wall before starting on the more substantial basis, as in my untempered zeal I might have done to my sorrow. But I have been trying ever since to change my wall from the sandy foundation of human will to the rock of Christ, very slowly, one brick at a time. Forbes testified about overcoming chronic headaches, and a tobacco habit of 15 years through Christian science. He had embraced this new way of thinking. Now, as first reader, he had the opportunity to guide the entire membership through a collective change of thought. The ongoing legal battle between the trustees of the Christian Science Publishing Society and the board of directors of the Mother Church continued to work its way through the Massachusetts court system. No doubt this was very much on the thought of all the Christian scientists in Seattle. For the members of Third Church, that fall of 1921, with their foundation and cornerstone laid, walls and roof built, but the building otherwise just an empty shell, they had the opportunity to focus on spiritual study and prayer. They had the opportunity to shift to a new way of thinking about church building. As Forbes put it, 
one brick at a time. Thanks for listening to Dedication by me, Cindy Safranoff. All events and characters in this story are as true and accurate as the available sources. All opinions are mine. To support and learn more about this groundbreaking research project and read my writing, visit cindysafranoff.com.